Chapter 10 The Importance of Tact Tact has been described as the art of putting ourselves in another's place. It is a work of imagination, but if we have little or no imagination, we must cultivate it to succeed in winning men. The reason for putting ourselves in the place of others is that we may know their needs and so supply them, their purposes and so persuade them, their prejudices and so conciliate them. To do this successfully, we must study the condition of those we would help and imagine how we would think and feel if we were in their condition. If we have had any experience in their line of work, it will help us. If not, we can sometimes acquire the requisite knowledge by reading. When Bishop Whittle was called to a mission near the railroad yards, he asked an engineer how to reach the railroad operatives. The answer was, Read Lardner's Railroad Economy until you can ask an engineer a question and not make him think you are a fool. He won the hearts of the first railroad men he addressed by asking them whether they preferred inside or outside connections. After discussing connections, steam heaters, and exhausts, he invited them to his chapel, and every man came the following Sunday. It is a great help in dealing with people to make them feel at ease. If they make a blunder, skillfully divert attention from it making theirs seem less conspicuous. A story is told in Washington of the wife of a senator. A plain man, a constituent of the senator, called and was invited by the lady of the house to have a cup of coffee. The cups were of very delicate French china and very fragile. The plain man, unaccustomed to such wares, broke a cup. It was an annoying incident and might have been quite embarrassing to him, but the lady with splendid tact instantly crushed another cup in her slight fingers, saying as she did so, It is wonderful how easily these cups break. The plain man was heard to say afterward, Do you suppose that there is anything I would not do for that woman or her husband? It is not wise usually to talk to people about their relation to Christ in the presence of others. It embarrasses and may anger them. However, one can often tell an appropriate story and thus indirectly accomplish the same end without offending anyone. Dr. Talmadge's account of his conversion illustrates tactful preaching in the presence of others. An old evangelist named Osborne stayed one night at his father's house. As the family sat by the fire, he said to the father, Are all your children Christians? Yes, all but DeWitt. He did not turn to look at me, Talmadge but gazed into the fire and quietly told a story of a lamb that was lost in the mountains on a stormy night. Everything in the fold was warm and comfortable, but the poor lamb perished in the cold. He did not make any application. If he had, I would have been mad. I knew I was the lamb and could not get any peace until I found Christ. The writer was once working at a county fair. In front of the platform, provided for the singers and speakers, were a large number of seats for the audience. We had an organ, a chorus, and three large megaphones. The latter would carry the sound of the singing half a mile, and people on the race course were soon drawn away by the new attraction. At first, the people stood aloof from the seats and refused to occupy them. They had never seen a religious service at a fair and were suspicious. Noticing this, the leader ordered the singers down from the platform, directing them to scatter about in the seats. As soon as the crowd saw that there were no explosives under the chairs, they crowded in and filled them. 
Then, the leader recalled the singers to the platform, having used them as decoys to attract the people to the chairs. There was no deception about this. The people were timid and suspicious, and it was necessary to show them that there was nothing to be afraid of, and to fill enough of the seats so that they would not make themselves conspicuous by sitting down. A church audience that favors the back seats can usually be beguiled to the front by arranging with a few people to fill the first two or three pews each night before the audience arrives. Paul says, I have become all things to all men, so that I may by all means save some. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22 Though he was entitled to support, he worked with his own hands making tent cloth by night, in order not to be a burden to the churches, but set an example of generosity to other believers. In this way, he doubtless gained the sympathy and respect of other laboring men. On one occasion, when he had been arrested at Jerusalem and was being carried off to prison, he asked for the privilege of addressing the crowd. To the surprise of the people who supposed him to be a mischief-making foreigner, he began by saying he was a Jew and addressed them in their own language. By this tactful introduction, he gained their attention and held it while he told them the wonderful story of his conversion. His epistle to Philemon is probably the most tactful letter ever written. It is an affectionate message from an old friend who once led him to Christ and who has now met and led to Christ one of his fugitive slaves, Onesimus. It is also a wise and effective plea that Philemon should forgive and receive back the penitent slave. The letter contains 16 reasons why Philemon should grant Paul's request, and he must be a hard man indeed who could refuse such a request. Evil can often be effectively rebuked if it is done tactfully. A gentleman crossing the ocean was much annoyed by the profanity of several men. Finally, he said to them one day, Gentlemen, I believe all of you are Englishmen, and if so, you believe in fair play, do you not? Certainly that is a characteristic of Britons everywhere. Well, gentlemen, I notice that you have been indulging in a good deal of profanity, and I think it is my turn to swear next. Isn't that fair? Of course it is, said the others. Very well. Remember that you are not to swear again until I have had my turn. But you will not take your turn? I certainly will, just as soon as I see a real occasion for it. Occasionally, they urged him to use his prerogative, but he assured them he would just as soon as there was a good reason. All this was done in a playful, bantering way, but the result was that he kept their profanity bottled up all the rest of the voyage and doubtless compelled them to realize the folly and sin of swearing. If we are conscious of a lack of tact, let us ask for it, for the promise is, My God will supply all your needs. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 the basis of true tact is a love that shrinks from putting another in an embarrassing situation, and we should always remember this in dealing with inquirers. True love is also blind to many little faults. However, it is also so eager for one's salvation that it misses no opportunity to press home his urgent need for a Savior and the Savior's supreme love for him.